0: Welcome to The Daughter's Project Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Join us this season as the sisters gather around the mics to share their experiences of God's love through the lens of His sacred word. You can find out more about our work
1: at thedaughtersproject.com and on social media at paul. Enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome. It's been a while since we've uh, had a podcast on this feed, huh? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I am Sister Benedicta. And I am Sister Orienne Pietra Renee. And we are going to be your hosts for this next season, which is probably going to be a bit longer of a season than we've done in the past. We're going to try a few new things, and we're really excited to see how that goes. So as we were preparing for this next uh, set of... Of episodes, whether it's going to end up being a season or whether it's going to end up being a year, only God knows what, what's <laughs> really going to come from, from all of this. Yeah, exactly. A legacy. <laughs> um, we're hoping that uh, it can be a little bit more ongoing. You'll see that we're going to be releasing every other week um, instead of every week. So that might help us to be able to keep it going a little longer. And our hope is that you'll get to know a few more of our sisters that you may never have met before on social media or elsewhere. So we're really excited about that. And um, when we were preparing for this, one of the things that we noticed was that the most downloaded episode that we've had so far is the one on experiencing God's love. So we thought, well, that's a really cool topic and something that we cannot exhaust. So why don't we talk about that for the next season? Um, so we're gonna we're gonna break that open a little bit. So Sister Oriane, what do you think of when you think about? talking about the experience of God's love what comes to mind for you for that?
0: I think two things come to mind I think um, when I hear experiencing God's love I I think of the conception I used to have about it and the conception I now have about it. I think um, even kind of thinking back to when I was younger, I think if if someone were to say to me, oh have you had an experience of God's love I would I would be thinking of, did anything huge and mystical happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And not to say that's not an experience of God's love. Of course it is. But I think now that I'm older, I can look back and say that I was experiencing God's love every moment of my life and not necessarily realizing it. So I think for me at this point, it's it's really kind of fostering an awareness in myself of how God is acting and moving in my life and how he's holding me in existence
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in his own love. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we can kind of, you know, invite people along on that journey with us um, to really kind of delve into what does that experience really mean?
1: Absolutely. I think, I think I also can, like, immediately go to, like, not even necessarily, like, big mystical moments or something, but, like, even... Great consolations that I've had in the past, and be like, oh, oh, that's where I experienced God's love, and I forget that. Yeah, if if I ceased to experience His love, I would actually cease to exist, right? Like He's yeah. holding me in existence at all times, and even for one nanosecond, if He stopped, I'd be gone. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and it's easy to forget that I think, and to think that that only in these moments where He feels really close or feels really warm or feels really present or something. That that's when I'm experiencing God's love, and and probably that's that's what a lot of us are looking for. I know I look for that all the time in my prayer, um, and when I don't really feel it, like that was that was not as good of a prayer session, or mm-hmm. you know, like not as good of a prayer period as as maybe other times have been. Or um, I can get a little bit down about that, but yeah, He is always there, and. That feels like a cop-out and not something that we can have a whole season of episodes <laughs> about, though. <laughs> so um, I'm wondering, like, would there be something that you'd be willing to share about, like, maybe your experience of God's love? Because that's part of mm-hmm. what this whole thing hinges on is that we each experience it so differently.
0: I think something for me, and I know everyone everyone has a different experience with this, as you say, um, but I, I can always go back to a very early memory in my life as— Like that was the first time I actively like knew that God was with me. So I have a very distinctive memory from I think I was either three or four and my brothers and I were just running around our house just on the outside of our house like chasing each other around and I was so happy and it was like this beautiful blue sky in Winnipeg, Manitoba and I just looked up and I flashed God a smile. And I just like knew he was there and I knew he was smiling back at me. Mm. And I can't tell you how many times I have gone back to that memory and that conviction that I had in that moment of God is there. And I knew like as real as if my parent had been standing beside me or if my brother had stopped running away from me and turned around (laughs) and like given me a thumbs up or something like as real as if that had happened. um, That was as real as my awareness was in that moment that God was smiling down rejoicing and taking delight in me and my brothers being goofs around our house you know I love that yeah and I think that's something I often go back to um, as one of the earliest conscious experiences that I had Mm -hmm. in in a moment where you know I I wasn't in need of consolation per se there was nothing I needed in that moment it was just God sharing his delight
1: with me Mm. that's really beautiful I think for me, um, one of the ways, one of the markers that I know that like when something comes to me in prayer or something, one of the ways that I know it's definitely from God is uh, he usually approaches me with questions. Yeah. <laughs> and they're usually slightly snarky, if I can say so. I was going to say sassy. I, fu- I fully <laughs> yes, agree with that. Yes, sassy. Yeah. Sassy is a good word for it. Yeah. It's like slightly... Um, He'll ask a question, and in the moment he asks the question, he gives me a deeper understanding of what this simple question could potentially be pointing to. And he's asking it in a little bit of a snarky or sassy way, and usually with, like, this hint of kind of a mischievous smile, (laughs) like a little smirk kind of off to the side. And one of the things that that smirk does for me is it never makes me feel like he's making fun of me, but it does make the question more gentle. Like if there's a challenge there or if there's... Um, something maybe a little bit difficult that I need to address or look at with him. It makes it just that much more kind of gentle and approachable and, yeah, just something that I can kind of, like, really enter into with him. It's almost like he's asking the question, giving the answer, and, like, giving me the disposition all at the same time. Mm -hmm. and obviously he's the only one who could do all of that at once. So <laughs> so that's usually my marker that 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 this is from the lord and it's it's one of the ways that I most frequently am able to make a discernment or um yeah, if I ever say like I've had a a good consolation in prayer or something that day, it usually took some kind of form like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's amazing how you know, God speaks to us all uniquely because we are so unique. So just like a parent would speak differently to their different kids if they're explaining something, right? Mm-hmm. And I love how, you know, Jesus can be kind of like teasing with some of us and for others like very gentle to the point with others maybe more firm and even for ourselves like there are times where he's more firm with me or more gentle or teasing or snarky or sassy or whatever (laughs) you know depending on how what I need that day whether or not I you know want to accept that's what I need is a whole other story (laughs) But yeah, I, I think it's it's so rabbinical too that he always asks us questions. Yes. And he lays the foundation around us, even things we might have observed that day and we didn't realize he was gonna pull it in. Like this is part of the lesson. <laughs> yeah. It's really
1: cool. Yeah, or like little things will happen and you can almost see him like winking at you like this is what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, see yeah. See what I did yep, there? Yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um one of the things too, as I was kind of like praying about this topic and thinking about like, what are my experiences of God's love and what are some of the ways I kind of miss it? Cause I think, I think we miss it like a hundred times more than we catch it. Oh yeah. Um, just kind of thinking about all of those things. And one of the things that was really coming to me a lot was all of the different ways that Jesus expresses his desire for his people in the gospels. Mm. So like his, um, The way that he expresses his longing to give the Eucharist, the way that he expresses, um, you know, even like when he looks over Jerusalem and he's mourning and he's like, he's like, if only you would gather to me like a like chicks to the hen, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, just the ways that he expresses his thirst for us. You know, Uh, I was struck by the line from the catechism. It's number 2560 where it says uh, it is he who first seeks us. And then it says, whether we realize it or not, prayer is the encounter of God's thirst for with ours. God thirsts that we may thirst for him. Mm-hmm. So like this longing for God's love, this longing to experience it. Um, and honestly, just kind of seeing people looking for that episode and like loving that title just to me expresses the beauty of everyone's hearts in longing to experience God's love and to, to have whatever resources they possibly can to help them to do that. I just think that's so beautiful because it's actually a response to something that God's already desiring and already placing on our hearts. And um, yeah, it just kind of sets me on fire. It's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. And I think it's cool because when, we, when we're when we able to kind of, in a sense, share in God's heart in that and and rejoice when other people are thirsting for him and rejoice when we're thirsting for him too, mm-hmm. like sometimes mm-hmm. when, especially when we're in a position where and I can speak for myself, like sometimes I haven't really felt, like tangibly felt God's presence in a while or like my prayer has been really dry or I'm going through a really hard time and I'm like, God, where are you? Like, I don't, I know you're here somewhere, but I don't see you, you know? the Even the fact that I'm looking, like God is proud of us for that, Yeah. you know? And yeah. and He's he's encouraging us on in that because he's right there. But the fact that we're looking, like, that fills his heart with pride. And uh, that's always really comforting to me because sometimes it can feel like I'm failing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm failing to perceive this. I'm failing to understand. I'm failing to be patient or whatever. But to know that God rejoices that I'm looking, that I'm thirsting, that I'm searching, um, is a great comfort too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think as you were speaking, I was kind of thinking like, um, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but sometimes... It's definitely – it feels like I can be alone in it. But, like, when I don't concretely feel him, like, I may not even know that he's there. Like, mm-hmm. I might be – I might not even be able to say, I know you're there, but but why can't I hear you? I just sometimes might even go to – he's not even there. He doesn't even care. He's mm-hmm. not listening. Um, he's rejected me. Like, uh, there's some reason why he doesn't even want me here, you know. And so these truths that the church helps to to, like – I mean, like, I don't even know how many times in the catechism it says something like this. I was trying to find them all, but I just kept finding more. So I just gave up. (laughs) But um, and in the scriptures and everywhere else, like the way that the truth of our faith over and over and over again talks about the reality that God is constantly pursuing us, that God is constantly coming after us, that he is desiring for his love to be the summation of our experience, Mm -hmm. right? Like to be what it is that we experience at all times Um, that even in a difficult moment or in uh, even in a tragedy, you know, in some ways like his love is there and we can experience it there. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a really beautiful thought that I am trying to learn how to believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, to, to, to integrate a thought is totally different than thinking a thought. (laughs) Right. Because you can think about it and be like, oh, how nice. (laughs) But it's totally different to live out of it. And I think one of the things that touches me the most in Scripture is that over and over, we hear the Lord say, do not be afraid. We hear him say, I am with you. But we also hear him say, listen. Mm -hmm. Like so many times we we see it in Ezekiel. We see it in the Psalms. The Shema prayer is literally like the listening prayer prayer um and over and over he he says like listen i am here like can you hear me you know and if you can't that's okay he's still there <laughs> yeah, yeah but but to be able to i think even remind ourselves that it's time to listen and even in the silence he's loving us um that's that's hard it's hard to to just have that certainty that when you can't feel him he's there And integrating it is a really long process. It doesn't happen in one day. Mm -hmm. You can't just think yourself into feeling that,
1: you know. Yeah, and it's such a personal experience, too. Like it's so, like you were saying, unique to the person, but also personal in the sense of like vulnerable. You know, it's uh, if I'm going to open myself up to God, to this, this person that I can't even really actually see that I have to just kind of trust is there. And. And if I'm gonna really let him in, I have to let him into like all the stuff I don't want anybody to see, all yep. the little dark, dusty corners, and or the dark, gunky corners, or whatever mm-hmm. else might be down there that probably I don't even know, you yeah. know. And like, but it's, and it can be such a vulnerable experience, and not necessarily an enjoyable one, mm-hmm. but it's always a healing one. Yeah, God, God is really a healer, and I think
0: that's what His love does. But the thing is, and this can be the hard part, letting in His love to heal you means, like, he's going to shake up some stuff because it's not going to heal the way that it is, right. right? So sometimes that means, like, the discomfort even of him, like, challenging me to look at something and be like, that wasn't as great as you thought it was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and kind of breaking that open. And I'm going to have to sit in that moment and feel, like, maybe remorse or or whatever it was that I didn't necessarily um, think or realize to to kind of admit in that moment or later. Um, Sometimes it means kind of going back into memories I didn't want to think about anymore. Um, Sometimes it means cracking open something I thought was resolved. Right. I I, I thought this was, I thought we did this. No, 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 we're done with that. (laughs) Yeah, like we're done, right? I'm healed. (laughs) I forgave so-and-so or I did so-and-so. Like we're done. We're done. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, we're not. Your healing goes deeper. This isn't like, I'm not going to heal the scrape on your skin and leave like, the fracture in your
1: bone, that's not what I do. You know, like, he goes all the way. And sometimes it's cyclical. Yes. Like, we take care of this layer, and then after a little while, we need to take care of the next layer. And and sometimes, unlike physical wounds, each layer goes deeper rather than more toward the surface. Yeah. So I'm excited for the next few episodes um, and for just generally to get as many of our sisters on here as we can. I yeah, think that gonna that's just going to be really fun. <laughs> and um, I guess just to talk a little bit about the methodology, if you want to call it that, I don't know exactly like the the approach we'll be taking, I guess maybe that's a better word, um, is so we're we're daughters of St. Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And we have a Pauline charism and we are very much women of the word and of the Eucharist. And we spend a lot of time in scripture and we spend a lot of time in adoration. And so we were thinking that we could just invite sisters to come and to share a little bit of the fruit of how they spend that time, uh, to maybe pick a, a quote, a, a scripture verse, um, a quote from a saint, a line from the catechism, whatever they want to pick. And all three of us will be praying about it for a period of time and praying for you all as we, as we kind of prepare. And then we just kind of will have a sharing about it, similar to a way that we do pray in community with our Lexio Divina and our shared meditations that we have, uh, just to kind of like, I don't know, invite you into those conversations that we do get to have in the convent because we do live in a faith-sharing community (laughs) and not everyone does. So um, just a little bit of an invitation in. And we're hoping that the sisters will pick quotes that they just like burn with a love for the people of God to know this thing about God. And I think that one of the things that we're going to see is just like how beautifully diverse that will be. So I'm really excited about that. So um, next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about what the process is and how we kind of pray with scripture, how we pray before the Blessed Sacrament um, and kind of our approach to that. And then we will start looking at some of people's favorite quotes. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited.
0: I'm excited too. And I'm really excited to see how God speaks so differently through, not just to people, but through people. And I think that's going to be really exciting to explore.
1: Yeah, it's been fun for me whenever I've shared my favorite quote, which we'll do in a couple of episodes. But um, it's been interesting to me that the things that stand out to me and touch my heart really deeply from it are completely different from what people will share when they hear it.
0: Yeah. And Mm
1: -hmm. it just always makes it so much deeper. So
0: yeah. And it's cool then too, because like it's you and I and another sister and anyone listening to this, like mm-hmm. you guys listening, you're going to get something different out of it too, very potentially. Yeah. Um, and to even be able to um, hear from you
1: guys, like what is the fruit of your prayer with this or your experience Absolutely. of this? Absolutely. Um, we would love to know. Absolutely. And um, that brings up a great point. I was going to say, If you reach out to us at any of the Daughters of St. Paul social media, um, at DaughterSTPaul, that's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, it's on TikTok, it's on, where else is it?
0: We're on Facebook.
1: Oh, I forget Facebook exists. My grandma calls it book face. (laughs) 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 The Italian sisters call it facce book.
0: So cute yeah
1: um i, I honestly forget facebook exists. <laughs> i do too actually <laughs> but yeah. uh, says the social media coordinator um <laughs> so if you reach out to us at any of those locations or if you um wanted to pop over to our patreon you can you can leave us a message there even if you're not a, a patreon subscriber or whatever you would like to do if you have a question if you want to send us a dm um please feel free to to reach out and to kind of engage this and let us know kind of what you're thinking Uh, how it's touching you, if you have any ideas or or thoughts about this. We would really love it. It would be super cool if we found out that people were getting together to have their own sharing about some of these quotes and things. Um, That would be like a major dream come true for me. If if it started to spawn like little just sharing groups, uh, that would be the coolest thing. Yeah. Expand the richness. Amen. Amen. So this is a super short episode, but since it's an introduction, I think... I think that's probably okay.
0: I think so too. Short and sweet. Yeah, we're praying for everyone.
1: So we're—I've said it probably five dozen times now, but I'm really excited for this <laughs> for this season, and excited to hear back from from all of you and and to know kind of what's what's moving in your hearts and if you have specific questions or things, especially about what we're talking about and about some of the methods of prayer and things, we'd love to answer those um, and get some of our wiser more experienced and holier sisters <laughs> on and uh yeah and have them help to answer that as well so thanks so much for
0: joining us um for this little intro we're really excited to have everyone with us and we invite you to join us in two weeks time um for our actual full first episode and to really explore in depth some prayer with us so we're praying for all of you guys and we'll see you soon god bless you bye thank you so much for listening This podcast is a fruit of the Daughters Project. This initiative of the Daughters of St. Paul to spread the gospel online is made possible by our generous Patreon supporters. Consider joining us in our mission by contributing to Patreon today. You can find us at thedaughtersproject.com and on social media at DaughterSTPaul. God bless you.